So Max was watching this. I was in our bedroom watching Jane the Virgin, which is much better than this movie. But it sounded very rapey. Why did Debatable. everybody sound so weird? Like every every other I, scene, someone's getting touched inappropriately. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tim, but Tim, by the way, um, did the did the the renovators come through and were they able to get Abby unglued from the wall from your feverish <laughs> masturbation? Okay, I'm gonna go. I love Abby. Leave her out of this. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Why is she making that noise? What is I happening? She's like a snake. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'd say get a snake it. is the West. She's very slender, and yeah, the penis doesn't help. <laughs> uh, is everybody recording? Yeah. Tim? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay. 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 Hello, and welcome right, 10 back. 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Okay. 18, <laughs> 19, 20, 21. Oh, hey, real quick, real quick before you get started, um, they're doing. Um, purposeful blackouts in Northern California. So if for some reason I cut out oh the power company, cut us out. So that way the state right. doesn't catch on fire. FYI, I should have I wanted to tell you that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're, they're, hold on. They're doing purpose. I know they're doing purposeful blackouts. I thought that was because of fires, not to prevent yeah. fires. Yeah. To prevent them. The big one that happened last year was a, uh, um, hmm. it was the electrical company. They screwed up anyway. Sorry. Jesus. Yeah, it's all good. All right. Welcome back to, Halloween month for Hold My Popcorn, where we make fun of the good spooky movies and trash the bad ones. I'm Max Celia Nashville, and back after a weekend of fishing is Tim Begin. How are you, Tim? Fantastic, Max. I caught no fish. Oh. <laughs> That's not fantastic. Did you see anybody Oof. get hit by a ski boat? I didn't. Uh-oh. I wish uh, that would Over have been two. more entertaining than uh, the thousands of casts I made without a single bite. Mm, it's a shame. Well, mm-hmm. Bill couldn't make it in today, but we do have John the Barrel and O'Shack. How you doing, John? Johnny Love Shack is here. He's loaded. We got whiskey. We got some nice strong beer. And uh, hoping that the state doesn't catch fire and or the electrical company shut off my power because that's going to save Woo. lives. Sure. Woo. How are but you, not, Max? Not this show. I'm doing great. And uh, this week, we're also welcoming back Derek Brady, who hasn't recorded an episode with us for about three months. How you doing, Derek? Not many people are aware that um, my absence from the pod is pr- not all that dissimilar to the plot of Pet Cemetery. Um, I was wandering around the street playing with a kite, got hit by a tractor trailer. Timmy, Timmy P-Pants began, came down, buried me in an Indian burial ground. And here I am, back, just uh, horrible and awful as ever. And I can't wait to get into this movie. It's the first suggestion that I'm relatively sure Max didn't want to cry over. So <laughs> let's fucking go. Yeah, Derek has only been asking to do this movie for over a year. So unfortunately <laughs> for the rest of us, we are subjected to the 1983 slasher cult classic Sleepaway Camp, directed and starring a bunch of people who never made it in Hollywood. So well, get out of town. <laughs> I've got a, before we dive in too far. There is one character in this movie. Derek fashion. That there, there's one character in this movie that actually is of quite a, uh, a notoriable amount of fame, and that is James Earl Jones's dad is in this yep. movie. Steal my thunder, son of a bitch. He's the he's the black cook. No, he's the other black person in this movie. There's I'm another sorry. one. I'm sorry, yeah, I didn't. There's two. Really? He's a toothless one. I don't think there is another black person. 
I think there was. I'm pretty sure. What? Anyways. Kudos to Max for not seeing color. Mm-hmm. Or seeing all of it. Because I saw two. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, Derek, it's great <laughs> to have you back on. Thanks for just running in and just steamrolling this show before we even start. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to start calling you Barkburn. <laughs> he doesn't get that because he hasn't listened to the show. That doesn't nope. matter. He can do it anyway. <laughs> he doesn't even know what the barrel means. Um, nope. So let's just get into the show. So, uh, or into the movie. So movie opens up with an in memory to mom, which is a weird thing to do when your movie is fucking sleepaway camp. Yeah. Well, I mean, he loved his mom. I mean, let's just, well, let's not be, let's not be judgmental here, guys. Well, and if I'm correct, I didn't write it down, but it, it, it's not even in like, thank you, mom, for being such a powerful piece of my life. It's to mom, a doer. I, I just, I, I don't think that he thought highly of his mother, considering the only mother that is depicted, mother character is oh god, batshit insane. And <laughs> the I have best so character many in this movie. No, I thought the uh, the the penis was the best character in this movie, but <laughs> that's my opinion. <laughs> Spoiler right. alert! Jesus Christ. Yeah, just like every episode, we're going to spoil the entire movie, and the ending is a doozy, so if you haven't seen this movie and you really want to see it, I mean, it's been out since 1983, so you've had time, we're going to spoil it for you. No, no, Max, I'm going to jump in here. If you haven't seen this movie, stop this podcast right now and go fucking watch it. (laughs) It is It's bananas. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding. All right, so the movie opens up with this guy, John, getting extorted by his 1930s Newsies son and daughter on his sailboat while this dumb teenager stiffly forces her way into driving a speedboat with a hysterical child tied to the back on water skis. <laughs> this this whole scene, th- this is when you know you're in for a wild ride because the acting in this scene is horrible Ooh. in and of its own right. But then you get the girl that's that's quite possibly gives the best per, uh, best performance in this movie, the water skier, who is, trying her best, who is trying her best to stay above water because the boat is moving at such a slow pace. She's right. like knee deep in this fucking water on skis. That's a really good core workout for her. Oh my God. The entire time I was watching, I'm like, let go of the fucking paddle thing, you dummy. If you don't want to do this anymore, just let go. Yeah, you can know, float. That's, yeah, that's, that's the virtue of water skiing, is you can let go at any time. And you can float. Oh, my God. Well, like, so the the kids gently nudge their father off, off the boat. And he, you know, goes flying, arms flailing. And I'll go ahead and say, at this point in the movie, I wanted to place, not only with him, but every single victim in this movie, I would have, I think this movie would have been so much better if they would have plugged in a nice, hefty Wilhelm scream with all <laughs> these victims in this movie. <laughs> like, when he goes flying, the one, Oh, there's plenty of screams coming up next. I mean, they, they that scene where they were just all screaming was like oh eight my minutes God. long. It was just like cutting between all the characters repeatedly while they screamed bloody murder. I think yeah. if you did so, a scream compilation of the entire movie, there would be 45 minutes worth of film of just people screaming. 15 yeah. minutes of those would be the cook when he gets hurt. Oh, <laughs> oh, my, oh, my, God. Dude. oh my God. We'll get into that in a second. But yeah. all right. So this camp so, counselor. Yeah. Yeah. Before we before we move on, this is also the point, just, you know, kind of quickly, that you realize that you're going to be able to predict every single thing that happens in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, 
there there is no twists or turns because it is so, so predictable. <laughs> Except well, for the I ending, think, which is by far yeah. the biggest twist of like almost any movie I've ever seen. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, it makes up for uh, it. I'll tell you. I think I think one thing you can also glean from this scene is that Camp Aranak or whatever the hell it's called is a camp for special needs children because the like the dialogue in this scene and throughout the rest of the movie makes no fucking sense at all, bar none. Banana Land. Um, oh boy. And I think this is also a scene where you can easily surmise that this is a, a subtle message as to why you should not let women operate motor vehicles. Yeah, because Preach. the camp counselor tells this girl that he's going to lose his job if he lets her drive, and he is correct. <laughs> because <laughs> you then get the most awkward water skiing double homicide ever filmed. Dude. And, and I, I love when when the water or when the boat because this boat doesn't just like graze past these people and like happen to catch someone in the prop. No, it ramps up off this dude's head, and <laughs> I, I, I love it. The guy like he turns around, he's like, "Oh shit, we got to turn, we got to move." Oh my god, what? And then he's like, "No, no, no, Lisa, what? Lisa, goddamn it, let me drive. You're not doing it right. You got to speed all the way up so we can <laughs> launch off the heads and into the woods." <laughs> God damn it, Lisa! Turn the goddamn boat. It was yeah. It was like a comedic. It was like a cartoon. Like uh, you know, we're at such a far distance. There's no. There's literally no way you can't turn this boat and avoid this disaster. But for some reason, you you can't. Well, especially so people since, are gonna die. Especially since they're like three feet from shore. So like, regardless, this boat is gonna get is gonna crash into something. Right. I mean, to be honest, like the people in the water, it's like, I, I don't know how far this boat has, has to be away for you to like, maybe start thinking about, you know, moving, but you had a good, like 500 yards to think about this. Yeah. You were also, aware of it. What are the people on the beach doing? They would have seen this coming a mile away. Yeah, totally. Uh, they're frozen fine. in fear, just staring, whispering. John. Right, yeah, this, this they, was, <laughs> they were so quiet. About it. <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking thing. <clears throat> this was this was essentially the steamroller scene from Austin Powers. <laughs> I mean, this is essentially that same scene where everybody in this entire scene has, you know, forty-five to sixty seconds to react to what's about to happen, and none of them do shit. No, they're they. Oh, I'd say they have. They might have had an hour to react. <laughs> this, like literally, they it, they deserve to die. Is what yeah. I'm yes. trying to get at. Yes. Hell of a way to start a movie, though. Um, mm-hmm. And just when you think that was uh, as good as it was going to get, you fast forward eight years later, and the surviving daughter Angela lives with her cousin Ricky and her aunt, who is evidently uh, the 1960s Riddler. Dude, I was going to say, this is like Liza Minnelli. Like Liza yeah. Minnelli's taking care of these kids. So just from a fashion standpoint, the beret, really? That's what you went for for the day? And you're wearing it indoors. Why? <laughs> because it's freezing in there. How, how dare you question her, John? She's a doctor. <laughs> Yo, you know, well, Tim, you know how we know that? Because she explic- explicably tells this to the entire audience. Oh, well, you know. I am a doctor, so they probably know. It's like, oh, thank you. Right. Thank you so much for putting the puzzle pieces together for me. Which is a strange fact to to kind of work into, like, sort of awkwardly work into the dialogue in the movie, because it never comes up again. Right, no, no, no. I, well, I mean, yeah, it's... it's. I mean, nor does like, she oh, until the end of the these... movie. No, I know. Yeah. It's like, she, she gets a lot of exposition and, like, a lot of character development 
to really have no role in this. I'm also convinced that she's a doctor. Like she says she's a doctor, and then like she just points over to her diploma, which is just like a piece of paper with crayon that just says doctor that's spelled <laughs> yeah. wrong sideways. Also, Gary Busey, it's MD. Like duct taped. <laughs> I love her inability to actually have a quiet thought. She has to say it out yes. loud, which is like yep. she has no internal I, monologue. Whatsoever. No internal monologue whatsoever. Like does not have the ability to do it. So I was oh, thinking that won't, that won't like, do it all, will it? I think they missed an opportunity for like a super, not even a kill, but like a maiming where it's like, oh, the, the killer rips off her ears and now she can't think anymore because she has to speak out loud and she can't hear herself any longer and slowly goes insane and she just explodes. <laughs> My only note about her in this scene is lock this lady up immediately. <laughs> oh yeah. She yeah. is the reason why uh, one of these children be- is a serial killer. She's she's so yes. she's the real villain in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say, I would <laughs> easily say so. I have a theory that we can go over after we get to the end. All right. Ooh, okay. So I I was reading an article and the uh the writer compared her to the Johnny Depp's of Willy Wonka on unhealthy amounts of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why her face was so white. She didn't she wasn't just wearing a lot of makeup. It was that's just cocaine. She's just overdosing. <laughs> Dude, that's her foundation for the makeup. So I found an article um from 2000 and Three, I think it was like the 20 year anniversary and they interviewed um, the person who played Art, Aunt Mart, Jesus Christ, the person who played Aunt Martha. Um, she's a real estate agent now. But uh, the question was, really? yeah, that's great. Yeah, because, you know, her acting was just so good in this. I'm so surprised she didn't really, you know, do anything else after this. But uh, so the question is, where did you draw your inspiration for the character of Aunt Martha? Inspiration comes from an inner source. A person's creative energy and inner energy is an integral part of your being. I believe a role is something that is created very slowly. It's subliminal kind of thing. It just happens when you're working. When I met Robert, he did not want me to read the script, but physically act what he was just uh, physically act out what he was suggested. I listened to his uh, directorial and did the best I could. She says directorial. I didn't. I didn't misread that, by the way. And did the best I could, <laughs> keeping in mind his direction. Ugh. Apparently, he saw something in me that was right for the role of Aunt Martha. But actually, at the time of the audition, it was so quick, I just responded rather than creating something at the moment in time. So uh, basically, what, what you're saying fuck? is that, basically what you're saying is that she's just crazy. Because it sounds like she's like, I oh, just did God. I just did what came natural to me. Dude, <laughs> yes. it's, it's clear in this scene, everything she does is the actor's choice. I mean, this this entire scene. There's no directing it's in this movie either. There's zero uh, direction. And, and again, I've, I've, right, and I feel like the, I feel like at the same point, like kind of like we talked about Gary Busey and some of the old podcasts, is that they did take after take after take after take, and this was the fucking best they had. It was like, well, we spent fucking two weeks just recording this goddamn second scene in the movie. We gotta move on at some point. <laughs> I feel like actually that like the scene was just like she's so bad and she was already locked in and the budget was already there. Mm-hmm. They like, shot it once. They're like, fuck it. Well, this is yeah. Just throw it in. We don't need to spend <laughs> any more goddamn time on this. This is gonna be fucking horrible. They probably were. Like the, the director of this movie was just like had headphones on and was listening to like death metal while doing a lot of cocaine and probably wasn't paying a lot of attention to the movie itself. So he probably just like someone yelled cut and he's like, we got it. <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like the director of this movie, I feel like the director of this movie was actually a camper. And this was an arts and crafts session that made this fucking movie. 
You think like this that, might this might just be like a therapeutic exercise where he's working through all the trauma that he went through at a sleepaway this, camp? This might be this might actually be like a vision into like an actual summer camp that like, you know, they've always got the arts and crafts tent. And they're like, hey guys, we're doing something extra special this year. We're gonna make this, a movie. This is and a cry for help. This is this is what happened, you know. Like You guys are joking, uh, but this director actually did go to this camp. <laughs> when he was a kid. <laughs> so it's probably true. Oh my god. Uh, so now they're at sleepaway camp because that's the title of the movie. As you get some more clustered fuckery with the camp owner, mob boss, and steroided up's son, I guess, Ronnie, just yelling nonsense at these kids. Dude, I didn't yeah, understand a scene, word any of them said. Anything. No, not no. a fucking yeah. word. I, think the, I just yeah. put gay Arnold Schwarzenegger and the founder of McDonald's. <laughs> That's <laughs> very specific. <laughs> Ray Cook or Croc or whatever his name is. Like, yeah, Ray Croc. This dude looks like. Well, this poor bastard, he died like right after this movie ended. He's, I guess he had cancer. Oh, yes. I've got, yeah. I've, got a, I've got a statistic on that. Oh, can't wait. So then you're introduced to the kitchen staff, and I'm sure Derek will have nothing to say about this fat John Voight cook who openly calls 12-year-olds chicken baldies. Like, so this is, there were two things that popped up at this point. First off, Your dick? this is Tim Begin in 20 years. <laughs> Second off, um... Baldies made even me audibly groan. And all I could think about was, God, what I would give to watch this movie with Mike Preble. <laughs> Preble ground. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is- There'd just be one long groan. Was, like, I, I feel like it would be... I feel like it would be a clockwork orange type scenario. Like I would have to strap him to a table, force his eyes open. But uh, there was another line in this scene that... Mm-mm. It was just like, mm-mm, no. And it was when he said, there ain't no such thing as being too young. You're just too old. Nope, that's not how the law works, friend. <laughs> no, that's that's mm-mm. that's called pedophilia. The whole yeah. fucking scene. It's like, yeah, I can literally see the director just being one of those guys like, hey, you're in a sit until proven guilty. Am I right? Oh, and then they just like keep rolling. <laughs> Oh, you mean Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, this is his first movie, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was produced by Jeffrey Epstein, but it might have been Weinstein. Yeah. It was a, it was a Weinstein-Epstein collaboration. That was <laughs> the that worst was kind of collaboration. When they were trying to make their own uh, like little movie house. Weinstein was trying to find his uh, taste, so to speak. Right. I, kn- I now know why Paco suggested this movie, because obviously he's a starring role in it. Because he, he, he is the head cook, for sure. The second this cook came into the picture, I just immediately thought of Derek. I'm like, oh, God, no. Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. That means a lot to me. The only way it it's could really be sweet. better if it was just like, if when he was watching all these kids run by, and he just has his shirt pulled up a little bit, and he's just fingering his belly button. Fingering my belly button. Just, yeah! <laughs> yeah! Now we're talking. They call it the black hole. Don't ask. <laughs> I, I would I would venture a guess that Derek made that choice while he was acting this out, and the director was like, "That's too far." <laughs> what do you think, Harvey? <laughs> yes. So, so here's a good question. Obviously, it gets really hot in that kitchen. What do you think smells worse, his sweaty belly button or his oily grundle? Oh God, that's a rock and a hard place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm just gonna move on and just go into the next scene. How about that? So, um, <laughs> by the way, guys, so Angela, she's very shy and she won't say hello to Ricky's friend, Paul, or his last summer girlfriend, Judy, who now has titties and acts like he doesn't exist. Yeah. Don't we sucks. all know a girl like that? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, let's talk about Judy's cans, man. Her they balloons those, that they stuffed down her shirt. 
They make those hooters a focal point in this movie. She doesn't fucking have Capri Suns. Tits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, to the point that like, this, like, like well, this, yeah, go ahead. Never mind. I'm not even gonna say that. I, I was gonna say they, they <laughs> jump from they jump from a middle aged man wanting to solicit sex from an eight year old to look at this fifteen year old's titties. Which <laughs> gotta have a load of her seems cans. to follow along. That I mean, that is also probably one of the most realistic scenes, though, because his friend Paul is like, by the way, have you seen Judy? And then he just like, just like, just like, you know, does the whole like the boob hand thing. So she's got jugs. Yeah, no, that is realistic. <laughs> like that is like what a, every yes. that, the first day of school after summer. Yep. Like that's a, you. Did you see Kelsey? Oh, my God, dude. She's got <laughs> such good tits. Do you think they're real? <laughs> dude, her bra snapped in math class. Do you think yeah. <laughs> looks at her, then there's just a line waiting outside the boys' bathroom. Come on, dude, hurry up! I gotta get in there. <laughs> Everybody's just got those weird, like, unex- inexplicable, like, middle school boners that would, you know, just pop up at any given time. Tuck it into your belt bu- belt buckle. You know, that's when life was still exciting. Well, I mean, that's if then. you're lucky. That's if you got something you're packing. For me, it was just like it was really tough. Just Mine like get some scotch tape and just tape it up. You know. Mine were unexplainable. They always happened around the gym teacher. And he was touching me. <laughs> was he fingering his belly button while he <laughs> inspected oh, no. they all, all the pieces just fell into place. My gym teacher was Derek. Oh, no. Tim, you were so tender. <laughs> How close did you get to the microphone? Oh, I gotta take a shower. <laughs> I can right smell now. your breath, dude. Oh, <laughs> it smells like Crystal's burgers. Fucking <laughs> old lights. All right, you're gonna break the microphone. <laughs> Please stop. You need a pop filter. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's the episode of Hold My Popcorn for this week. We'll be back next week without Derek. <laughs> All right, three days later, Angela still hasn't said a word or eaten a thing, so good guy Ronnie with his squished-together cock and balls just plastered in front of his booty shorts invites Angela into the kitchen and says to Artie, Hey, here's this cute girl over there that won't say a word to anyone no matter what you do to her. Okay, I'm going to go take this phone call. Bye. couple of things here. Ronnie, Ronnie's great. Ronnie's dressed very appropriately. I have no problem with Ronnie. Doing very well. Ronnie's wearing a dick bonnet. That's what he's wearing. (laughs) That's what it is. I didn't know. I was like, dude, it's a fucking male bikini top. Ronnie is not afraid to express his masculine sexuality, and that's okay. We need more of that in this day and age, okay? We're all too buttoned up. Right. Two, Angela's asking for it. I mean, (laughs) listen. Oh, my God. I don't think she is because she can't speak, Tim. She... She is asking for it. What says I want sex more than being in sixth grade, not speaking, and being locked in a, in, in a walk-in freezer? No. This episode is turning into a confession. That's what this is. This is a fucking it's confession. Like, this is the way I had to learn it. That's why I started talking, and I'm on a podcast now. Listen, listen. Mr. Sheffield, the former head... head at the cafeteria in Norrell Middle School told me that this was the case. And so I'm just telling you. I, I did nothing nothing wrong happened to that freezer with me. It's all consensual. Just 
to grown adults. That's what he said, and that's what the story I'm sticking to. Dude, this guy wastes no fucking Dude, time. Either. His pants are off before the guy can even shut the door. Dude, it's <laughs> awful. He's like, there's so many kids I need to rape this summer. He wasn't, Dude, even, like, oh. he wasn't even trying to maybe see if she would be not. Okay, this is going to sound very bad because no, obviously. Like, not like tripping and falling onto a dick. No, He's no, no, like no, shoving but like, it in her eye. Here's the thing. Obviously, like a sixth grader would not have any interest in the proposition that he is, you know, putting, putting forth because it's a sixth grader. However, he is like not even making an attempt to say like, Oh, maybe you want to do this on your own free will. Nope. He's just like, you're getting it. Whether or not you <laughs> I'm gonna like it or not. Sound, you're going to like it. Yeah, exactly. Which made it all the more, creepy he's he he takes a really long time to get his belt back on like he's like he comes oh out dude, of the yes. fucking walk-in and he's like still putting it in and then surprised dude, when somebody sees insane. it it's like that's the uh, what wow. i wrote down was this is just, this is the joe paterno jerry sandusky story because the owner of the campus just goes what's going on here and Artie just is still putting his belt back on going nothing and these two little kids are like running away in the back <laughs> and he actually says i scared her like uh <laughs> How? Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, can you elaborate on that a bit? Did you whip your dick out in front of her like you did to the all those other kids last year? <laughs> yeah. Jerry, what are you doing? It looked like you were having Don't. sex with that little boy. <laughs> Joe Pa, I wasn't. Good enough for me. All right. <laughs> Innocent until proven guilty. Am I right? Oh. Revolutionary defense. That's cool with me. High yeah. five. <laughs> okay, what do you think Maryland's good? What kind of defense do you think Maryland's going to play against this next week, Joe? Or Jerry? I don't know. I was kind of busy raping that boy in the shower earlier. I haven't been able to watch the tape yet. Well, you know, like the 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 guy, you know, the, the which I feel I feel bad for her cousin because like I feel like the entire movie is just him not living his own life, but trying to like make hers somewhat, you know, uh, somewhat tolerable. Yeah, he's, he's being nice. But uh, he goes, he goes, where he goes, where's my cousin? And she's like, oh well, the the slightly effeminate bodybuilder just took her in to get plowed by the cook. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. They're Artie's gonna go learn. Choices. They're gonna go Artie's learn the uh, the real meaning of a muse bouche. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's bath time for Artie as he get a low POV shot of someone tipping his step stool as all the boiling water falls onto um, not Ronnie. What's his name? Artie. It's all the um, the boiling water falls onto Artie, and he does not take it well. <laughs> oh, dude. This shot. Five minutes. So, <laughs> oh! the, that's when I was watching this. I'd called out for, for some pizza because, you know, that's what my diet mainly consists of. Because you saw and, his face uh, and it looked like pepperoni? My pizza showed up at the exact time <laughs> of the scene. And so I've got <laughs> Jesus. the TV paused and this African-American lady, Postmates lady that was bringing my pizza got a nice glimpse into my private life, which, I mean, because that's, let's be honest, this is what I watch in my free time. But, uh, but yeah, just this gratuitous shot of this blistered monster. Was the pizza person making the identical, like, face that James Earl Jones' dad was making when this was happening? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's like, his, it's like his, he just watched the his ring. Portrayal, his portrayal, like, his character in this is so racist. It it's might so as well bad. be the frog oh, yeah. from the WB. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I was waiting on him. I was waiting on him to say master. I know. Because I mean that's that's what it is. It's yep. just, I mean You're in charge now, huh? Whatever you say, sir. 
Like, what the fuck? You know, so Dude, your son is Mufasa. Stop it. Yeah, it's like 12 years of cook. <laughs> oh, God. That was great. Um, uh, that, so, that should be the uh, like the subtitle of the podcast, of the I episode. Know. 12 years of cook. 12 years of cook. <laughs> Sleepaway camp. Tim had some computer issues, so Derek went on Skype and took his pants off. This actually happened. So fast forward 25 horrific minutes later. It won't happen again. Who knows? But like, oh, God. Yeah, no. there it is. No. Spread it. No. Spread it. No. Spread it. No. No, what are you doing? No. This is what I got no. to see. I'm immune now. I'm immune. It doesn't matter. It happened to me. Max didn't fucking see it, and it happened the first time. No! Uh, I feel so much closer to you now, Paco. Okay, so let's just dive back in 30 minutes later. Okay. Um, so then you get into the most aggressive game of shitty softball ever. This scene was again, I mean, I, I, I feel like we could say about every scene in the movie, but it was completely fucking insane. First off, it starts with like A.C. Slater's Saturday Night Boyfriend walking into oh my God. his cabin going, oh, I, I got $5 on you fucking dudes. By the way, my name's Gino. Hey, yo. Oh. And, then, and then it moves into a bunch of 12-year-olds playing what I assume to be 30-year-old men in this game of slow pitch softball. Dude, both these camp counselors look like male prostitutes. Yes. Like, I mean, they're judging, training. judging by the other behavior at this camp, they probably are. <laughs> That's probably their side hustle at this camp. That's what Mel actually is. He's just a male gigolo. Just, he's, yeah, just exactly. a pimp. he's just a pimp. He's pimping out all these counselors. Uh, man, I'm a, I'm, a, the best, the, I'm a part-time stripper and I do hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the most important thing about this softball scene is that it was... Totally unimportant to the to the movie. No, <laughs> zero. It, I think the, I think the only no thing is no relevance to the movie at all. I think the only reason is to establish that these younger kids hate the older kids, and that's oh it. God. Like that's oh, it. Oh, please don't apply any sort of rationale <clears throat> to this. A solid third of the movie has nothing to do with the movie, like including no. with the no. the two the 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 two daddies. Yeah. I don't know. We'll get to that. That's crazy. This is beautiful and all, but why? I don't like. You got, like you got beautiful. that kid. Well, so you got the kid playing like a video game in the outfield, and I'm like, oh Jesus oh Christ, God, this isn't no. gonna end well. And then he catches the ball. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, so that's good. What? what the fuck does this have to do with anything? I know. I'm, so I'm I'm a huge fan. I've got to admit, I'm a huge fan of movies where the characters in the movies play sports horribly. Oh my God. And this might be the climax of that mountain. Like this might be the peak of that mountain because you got like, you know, ah, eat shit and die, eat shit and live. And like all these fucking terrible, you know, like, like shit talking back and forth and this, that, and the other. And it's like, all right, motherfucker, I got one for you. Underhand slow pitch softball. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Girlish, wimpy swing. Like, the sheer amount yeah. of, like, the camper's profanity in this. Like, I've been Oof. to summer camp. I've been to baseball camp. Like, you got caught doing this shit. Like, you're doing physical training until you fucking throw up and just, like, yeah. pass out in a pool of your own vomit. Like, I got caught in a hallway at baseball camp once calling somebody a uh, boner-biting butt fucker. And the coach <laughs> had walked out. And he was like, son, 
saw it. I was like, yes. Because come here. Because what'd you just say? It's like, I, I just called, uh, you know, Keith a boner butting butt fucker, sir. And he was like, oh, oh, all right, don't do that again. Or I'll make you run triangles. Like, yes, sir. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I uh, was at baseball camp. And apparently told, uh, there's a kid whose like father was like a reverend in our town. His name was like Bleep. <laughs> told him to go fuck Jesus. Because, uh, <laughs> oh, presumed, presumed. I remember that. <laughs> I have a I had a knack as a kid of saying like things that crossed many lines <laughs> and were could be perceived as hate crimes and so <laughs> you're a professional well, paint peeler. Yeah. Well, Tim, yeah. I had a note here. It said, so Ricky's team wins and then talks a bunch of shit to a team full of high school Tim Begins. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They didn't look a lot like me. Oh, fucking kill you, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I I don't know if the guys know, but I was uh, threatened to slit someone's throat at a high school basketball game once. <laughs> really? As an attendee uh, in the stands, not a player. Yeah. Do tell. <laughs> I was just making the slit your throat symbol across the <laughs> And also screaming, I'll slit your fucking throat. When the, uh, that's, that's when the athletic director came over and kicked me out. I had no idea why. And then Tim had to walk over, walk away. And then he, the, uh, the opposing side just had a standing ovation. Tim just flipped them all off. <laughs> so after this, they're at the camp dance and Ricky fights over a few kids who bullied Angela while she just stares at everyone like some non-blinking android. Well, first off, Ricky walks in. Ricky walks in in the most ridiculous fucking ten gallon cowboy hat with a feather in his hat, just ready to fucking pimp some pussy at this dance. Peacocking. <laughs> oh my god! Like he walked in because I forgot about that. This is like the third time I've seen this movie, and he walked in with that hat. I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Where'd you get that hat, and why are you wearing it?" And then this then this twelve year old proceeds to pick a fight with this pack of thirty year olds and apparently wins. I guess I don't know. <laughs> so during the entire time, then when all this fights going on, Mel is just standing there, just puffing on a cigar like he has money on the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Mel, you own this camp. I was a you big fan get, of Mel. You got kids calling each other cocksuckers and just like just you know punching people and people are dying. He's like, yeah, just like any other June. I like how like every like 20 minutes or so, like after one of these, he's telling somebody like, yeah, so many people left. Like he's still trying to like keep the lie going. It's like, dude, uh, there's been at least like eight gallons of blood spilt so far. um, And you've got to cover up with your pedophile cook that that never came up. Okay. I just love Mel. At least like, do you think this is going to affect like people's like desire to come here it's like yeah Mel I think it is now nah, the cans of raid above all your fucking condiments is gonna do that <laughs> yeah Mel's acting like he, he's gonna like squander a billion dollar deal with China or some shit it's like dude you own a fucking camp in New Jersey right yeah Mel, Mel makes $25 at this camp he makes millions of dollars off pouring out those camp counselors yeah all those tight <laughs> tight Italian men This is where Hillary Clinton was running her little prostitution ring out of. It wasn't a pizza parlor. Lock her up. Lock her up. All right. So during all this, uh, Ricky's friend Paul has small talk um, in an awfully acted scene uh, with Angela. And then Angela says goodnight. So she talks for the first time. That's cute. 
All right. And then well, it, Max, Max, first yeah. off, you don't have to dictate. You don't have to dictate that there are awfully acted scenes in this movie. That's this movie. This, this scene in particular. Works. It's like I can read where the sentences ended in the script because the kid is just memorizing <laughs> the lines. So oh, this movie is something awesome. Yeah. Well, then all the boys get naked and aggressively go skinny dipping without any girls. While Stoner Kenny, who must have smoked some Molly with his weed because his eyebrows won't fucking go down, is drowned to death by the mystery killer. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what. I think the director at this point, he was like, well, we've gone like 10 to 15 minutes of this movie without someone trying to sexually exploit someone. Time for these boys to go skinny dipping together. Come on, girls. Let's go skinny dipping. No, we don't want to. You don't know how to have fun. All right, boys. Come on. We know how to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Sure well, do, guys. If you're sure not going to fuck us, then we'll fuck each other. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, breaking news. In high school, if chicks wouldn't skinny dip with you, you just went back to the party. Yeah. Like, you didn't jump in naked. It's over. No. It'd be like, oh, if, if 20 of us all have our dicks out in the water, this will definitely fucking work. No, all right, no, get in the pile. No. <laughs> in the pile. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Girls just like fish. If you dangle the worms in front of them, they'll eat it. That's why we're jumping into this lake. Yeah. Because the fish next, get it. My next note is, oh, good. Kenny was able to guilt a chick into joining him in his fuck canoe. This <laughs> fuck canoe. <laughs> Who wants to get in my fuck canoe? Uh, got the bang bus. You got the fuck canoe. <laughs> but hey, 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 darling, you want to take a look at my water snake? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, he does because it comes out of his mouth here in a minute. Because uh, yeah. oh, Kenny's what a good. What a dude. What a good little like surprise that was. Yeah, let me get <laughs> into this thing right here real quick. All right, so uh, Kenny's overly decaying body is found the next day by one of the counselors who's just going through his morning roid rage route of just throwing <laughs> chairs and screaming at nobody. This fucking guy was my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> he he awesome. just fucking shit. Like, you don't know what he's mad about, why he's mad, but he's fucking pissed. I related he's, to this guy a lot. <laughs> that is, this Dude, is Tim. Yes. I just love when he sees a canoe. He's just like, how the fuck did this get over here? God damn it. Also, why why are you blowing the whistle when nobody's even in the water? Like, everyone's going to ignore you. That's the other thing. The whistles are people in the water. I think it was, I think it was akin to like, like 1900 or like 1800s uh, England. Like Jack the Ripper era England, when they would blow whistles to uh, alert people to to crimes. This is the 1980s. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, Jersey hasn't out. come that far. Let's be honest. So Kenny's dead, and it's also good to know that Kenny was also killed by a load of lasers to the face, like Marge Gutman in Halloween Three. Dude, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly yes, like yes. It's, it's a total yes. ripoff. That's exactly what I was sitting there thinking. I was like, oh my God, this reminds me of Halloween 3. <laughs> this whole movie was kind of Halloween 3 ish. <laughs> no, I like that. Oh, oh you, mean it, you mean it was Halloween Twee? It was Halloween Twee, guys. <laughs> you guys going to go see Halloween Twee with me? Oh, So the next Hunting scene. Wabbits. I love the I love the cop. 
Yeah, like so they're they're they, you know, with his living is, like, mustache. We're, we're in the first into, scene? You mean Derek? Dude, yeah, it's it's horrible. The, the fake mustache. No, it's it's and he then, has um, no. He has a real mustache <laughs> when you first see him. He what? shaved it off. And he had to put on a fake one. So where did the cop even come from? I was very confused watching this. All of a sudden, the cops just happened to show up. Did somebody call them? Well, so, well I mean, well, John, yeah. someone died. So I'm assuming <laughs> I mean, there was a dead body with snakes coming out of it. Well, like, <laughs> lots of people were dead, like, and the cops never came. And then now? Well, but, like, so so I love the fact uh, that, he, you know, they're, like, uh, they're trying to figure out the cause of death. And, you know, Mel's over there, like, oh, yeah, it was natural cause. It was an accident. kid. It was an accident. And the cop goes, well, no, 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 no. I didn't see any bumps or bruises on this head. But I'm no expert on this matter. Like, just just way, way over the top. Horrible, horrible fucking dialogue. It's oh, ridiculous. So also, why does the dude, like, absolutely know in his heart that it's the, the boy that's been killing everybody? I have no idea. That came. That comes out of nowhere. It's like, I saw it. I saw it. I'm going to stop him. I, I saw it. I saw you. One of those kids were bullying your cousin that you live with, and I did nothing about it. I saw you defend her. I saw you get mildly angry about that. That's That seems irrational to me. You're definitely a murderer. You definitely <laughs> killed all these kids. Yeah. I gotta go get ready for my date with this 14-year-old. Bye. Dude, and Mel, at the same time, like later on in the movie, Mel completely lose, loses his internal monologue as well. Yes, he does. <laughs> we'll get into it's that. It's like, oh my God, so I got behind. it for you. Well, there's only been one death Anyways. so far, guys. We need to keep on going. There's like 13 more. <laughs> um, uh, okay, let's go fast. All no, right, we're going to so, dive into another great scene of terrible Jesus. athleticism right here. Is it the kissing scene? No, the, the fucking volleyball scene. I was just gonna say the kissing scene when the music just like makes that weird like orc, you know, the the weird trumpets and shit. Whenever he kisses Angela and just goes, banana. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about before that when <clears throat> Judy's serving the volleyball, and you know how I know her name's Judy because it was printed on the fucking front of her fucking shirt. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, let's just fast forward a little bit. Yeah, North I'm, Jersey. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna blend I'm gonna blend this all together here. So. Um, all this Paul attention turns Jugs Judy into a psychopathic slutbag. Jugs on- Judy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, who tattles on Angela the following Ooh, day and gets uh, her friend camp counselor to shake the shit out of Angela for not going in the water. That was extreme. Dude, yeah, that, that was really so extreme. That, that was probably the only part of the movie that I felt uncomfortable and scared. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's yeah. like shaking baby syndrome or whatever. Like she literally, <laughs> and I feel like I feel like the actress that played Angela w- was probably not ready for that because in the movie, not only does she like get shaken to extreme levels, but she also like looks at her at the after Why the, are you the, doing the scenes, this? Like what the fuck? Why would you go in the water, you mute bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I want like to point out that uh, John said the only part in this movie that has really truly made him comfortable was this and there was a guy a guy who was about to rape an eight-year-old yeah so uh so tim unlike you i can't relate to that situation um but i could you know being scolded heavily by a a camp counselor um do you want to go in to uh into detail how it was like going into a walk-in with a very sweaty irish cook back in the day well, it was a rite of passage, Joe. All right. <laughs> this begins a half an hour story. Buckle up, guys. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> we got well, plenty of time. <laughs> I got I to gotta say, one thing we did kind of paper over, not to go back, but like one thing in this movie is that people in this, all the, all the characters in this film, 
don't have normal human reactions to situations. We talked about the rapist cook and the guy no. laughing about, hey, I'm going to rape an eight-year-old. And then, like, the thing that happened right before we got into this was uh, when uh, the oh, kid wow. Mozart, the little nerdy kid, Uh-oh. got uh, <clears throat> got shaven creamed and then pulled a knife on his bunkmate. That's later, but yeah, that, that's that's fucked up. No, it's, too. it's it's before. Yeah, it's before no, it's the, the shaking. I'm very confused yeah, about the is. timeline now. At this point, I don't even know where we are in the movie. Let me let me just do it for you guys. This is what I'm here for. I'm here to guide <laughs> you through the movie in chronological order. This is what happens when Derek comes back on. <laughs> I'm so fucking confused. I'm gonna tell you what happens, and I'm gonna pause for you guys to comment on it. We've been doing this for a fucking year now. Oh my god! Like I've seen Paco's asshole tonight. Like I'm <laughs> so fucking much. confused. I just I'm naked and afraid. All right, I'm naked and afraid. So during all this too, though, so, um, Judy also makes fun of Angela for never showering and accuses her of not having any pubic hair. So we got that too. Yeah, that's not a diss in you know, modern times. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't think it's ever a diss with girls. You don't got no pubes. Okay, with your bush. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, Again, this was the 80s. What is this, Europe? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, then you get another kill scene after this chest-haired 20-year-old camper tells the boys that he'll be out with them in a minute, but he's got to take a wicked dump first. (laughs) Uh, The the only thing he's dumped with is a thousand man-eating bees to the face. Bees! Not the bees! (laughs) Bees eat your face. I have so many questions about these bees in my notes. It's just like... What kind of bees are these? How many bees are in a beehive? (laughs) Dude, yeah, this is a softball-sized beehive, and there are thousands Thousands of bees bees. on this dude's face. Also, when they're when he's when when the 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 killer is shaking the like the bees' nest, there are visibly no bees coming out of it. (laughs) Yeah, there's like two to four little little like raisins that fall out of this thing. (laughs) These are these are most oblivious characters, you know. This dude's sitting there taking his fucking wicked dump, and someone has a fucking like hunting knife cutting through the screen behind him. He's like, "Oh, is that you back there playing games, Benji? What's going on?" No, no, like, just just look. I mean, I, I know when I take a shit, I'm, that's probably when I'm at my most aware. Um, that's most when all vulnerable. my senses are heightened. <laughs> yes. That's when all my senses are heightened. And, I mean. <laughs> Unless you're showing uh, your asshole to a bunch of people, then you're perfectly comfortable. That <laughs> goes right to be, to be wary. That's when I'll strike. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a viper. <laughs> yeah. Derek says he's going to take a wicked dump and Tim's ears just pinch up. (laughs) Tim's like, what bathroom are you going to use? Turns into a Manchurian candidate, just walks straight to the the, uh, other kitchen, just pulls out a knife. When Paco takes a dump, I'm like a lion who just heard an antelope squeal. (laughs) So, uh, is your toilet seat, is it uh, it wood, plastic, porcelain? Or porcelain, cushioned. porcelain. That's good. Mine's, it keeps mine's you cool. that like uh, weird. Those weird toilet seats that are like wool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice and furry, very hygienic. Yes, yes. Oh, I yeah. like the padded ones, the ones where you sit down and you feel like sucked down and everything, and then it just gets mm-hmm. warm instantly. That is the most yeah. uncomfortable thing to me. I it just. Okay, let's just move on here. So after this, Angela, uh. and Paul, Angela and Paul start making out. But then you get a flashback of her dad and his lover in bed, followed by another dream of her dead brother pointing at Angela in bed. Mm. Yeah, like this, all of this, like 
Like, why right. the fuck are why, these two guys making why make, out? Right. Why make the ga- why make it like gay dads? Why make it like pointing at prepubescent chests? I don't know. I why no is this whole dream? Any of this held. Why does this whole dream look like the upside down from Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not even that good. I don't give it that much credit, Max. It's literally like just black like background. These two dudes, these two dudes, like like rubbing their hands through each other's chest hair and kissing each other on the cheek in a bed with like a completely black background with nothing yes. else. It is in the absence of space. I think the editor. I think the editor of this movie just like was working on another movie, like a porno, <laughs> and just miscut mis- it in. Yeah, hey, I got these two gay porn actors. Oh. We already finished filming up for today because they were really quick. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to use them or not? Yeah, put them in there. We need to fill another 10 minutes. Yeah, all right. I mean, an extra 10 bucks, you can get a money shot if you want one. <laughs> it's all right. But we just saying, use mayonnaise. It's fine. Just saying, so, I mean, you know. The- go... Nope. Keep going. No, <laughs> I don't want to keep on going. You, no, you go no, to him. No penises were whole, harmed in the filming of the this whole porn. Paul thing here, where Paul's like, "Oh, I hope you're not mad that I did that when he kissed her." Like, Ugh. Paul's a real Weinstein <laughs> in training. Like, he was. He really yeah. was in everything. I yeah. mean, just like you're throwing the kiss well, on there. Can I have another one? You know, like just a good night kiss, please. Can I? Because I know you didn't kiss me back, but you know I'm gonna do it again. And you look horrified, like more than that. I would compare him to Doctor Sexy going back to Halloween Three. He asked for permission after the fact. (laughs) Yep. Who cares? (laughs) Tim sold. All right, I see your logic. Touche. It's that era. God, this. All right. Well, then after this, huh? Ugh, this cold. I'm, fuck, it's not. Jesus cold. Christ, John, are you okay? No, Max and I. Both Me and John have the same cold. cold. Yeah, we 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 French kissed and it just didn't. Mm, yeah. yeah you guys still have that? Yeah. Yes. Still, it's, it's been. Going, it's we're going on like three weeks now. Yeah. You guys need to take some vitamin C. <laughs> I have. I've been taking all the meds. <clears throat> okay. Ah. So then, after this, you get the rules of capture the flag, which is another first in a movie for Jesus. me. Jesus. You get the full well, rules of capture and, and, the fucking flag. Well, and then, and then like it's like okay, we got the rules to capture the flag, and then the kids just run around in circles out in the middle of the field. <laughs> My next note was clearly they didn't listen to Gino. Dude, like it was crazy. It was like all right, here's capture the flag. There's gonna be one flag on this side, one flag on this side. You gotta get the other one. You got it. Good. What, what you guys doing? Why you fucking literally? Why why are you running in circles? <laughs> Again, this is a tag. I mean, it's, it's got to be a special needs camp. That's the only explanation because it's just so like crazy. The flags aren't oh the flags in your fucking pockets, you dummies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. I love it so much. It's happening. So uh, during the game, Angela and Ricky catch uh, Jugs, Judy, and Paul kissing in the woods. Oh, no. And as usual, Angela says nothing. Yep. All right. So then uh, you get the lake dunking scene with Judy, who always seems to be a foot out of the camera shot. <laughs> she just slides in the frame, teases Angela about not going swimming again. Dude, finally we get to see the moment everyone's been waiting for. Judy and those sweet tits in her bikini. Thank <laughs> God. Christ. We finally get the, the climax of the movie here. Anyone notice? And one thing I'm... Yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, I was going to say, the one thing I noticed in this scene was that every time they cut to Angela, when she's just like, 
creepily staring back at Judy. She's just slightly askew in the shot. Like it's literally like the, the bottom of the shot is her chin. <laughs> that's all you get. So I she noticed li- like there's multiple. Um, yeah, go ahead, John. Sorry, no, go ahead. I, no, no, I was just going to say like Judy, if you notice in the scene, she's sucking it in the entire time. Oh yeah. Like, which is really oh, yeah, weird. It's sure. like, you think, it, okay, fine. That That's how you, you truly are this self-conscious in real life. Like, okay. So I don't think this was even Guys. an actress. I think that was just her. That was just her. They just found the bitchiest girl in the world. Yeah. Like, cause at first I was like, Guys. damn, she's got a six pack. I was yeah. like, wait a second. Oh, wow. She's been that's sucking just her hippo. We're working, we're working towards the end of the movie and we haven't even fucking mentioned Meg yet. Oh, Meg. Yeah, well, Meg's coming in here right now because at the same time, Mel's accusing Ricky of being the killer and refuses to let his arm or refuses to let go of his arm. While in the background, Angela's just screaming, Dude, yes. asking for help as Meg just fucking throws her no. off the dock into the water. No, before before any of that, I don't know if y'all saw this scene, but it might have been the most insane scene in this movie. It's like. It's when Mel's trying to like put two and two together that R- he thinks Ricky's this killer or whatever. And and they're sitting there like having a conversation and Mel's kind of like judging him. And right in the middle of their two heads, there's gay Hulk in the background just doing lateral dumbbell raises in the middle of the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, was, I missed that. I need to go back and see it. It's, it's <laughs> fucking insane. Actually, like, it, so- it was at that point where... Uh, Meg was dumping Angela into the lake and the only responsible one in the camp, Ronnie, was couldn't be bothered because he was doing uh, bicep curls. Was like, Dude. I started to think, maybe this camp isn't the most healthy place to send kids. Nope. <laughs> Dude, that, I don't think this is scene. a good camp for children to go to. It's fucking Darwinism yeah, in a bottle. Like an appropriate place for children Dude. to be. Fuck this camp. But again, I just, I like, there's so much to that scene that's just insane. It's like, Oh, Angela, you don't want to get in the water? Well, we're going to force you in the fucking water. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if you have PTSD about your whole family dying in a lake. Right. You're going in. <laughs> and then Mel's going to, uh, Mel's finally decided he's going to assault this 13-year-old boy. <laughs> and then Gay Hulk's in the background just like, oh, i got to get the lats looking good. It's summertime, boys. <laughs> Sun's out, guns it's, out, am I right? It's, it's His guns are out the whole fucking movie. Yes, and his are. cock's almost out the whole fucking movie. <laughs> North Jersey. Yes. North Make Jersey. That, that is a distinct difference, by the way, because my wife is from South Jersey and she's not associated with North Jersey. No, no, it is. And I didn't realize it because my father's been running uh, away from Jersey ever since he got out of high school. Um, and he never made the, 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 the distinction for me until I met your wife. And I was like, oh, all right. So good people <laughs> can come from the state. All right. It's from South. Right, <laughs> fair enough. So I, I will say, if you guys didn't see that scene in the movie, I gotta watch. Go it. back and watch. I'm it going to. It's, it's fucking hilarious because th- this this muscle bound dude couldn't be more centered in this shot. It's just like a blur in the background, just doing lateral dumbbell raises in the middle of a fucking field. You know what was probably happening is that they had two different camera crews, and the guy was just getting ready for a scene, so he was just like pumping some iron <laughs> to get some good flow going in his arms before the shot. <laughs> And he's like, oh fuck! I was in the shot during the whole that whole time. Well, I just like to I like to think about him like being in the gym at this camp, and then be like, you know, no, this ain't gonna work. Let me carry these fifty pound dumbbells out in the middle of this field and work out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. All right, so I'm done talking about the uh, the situation's grandfather. Yes. So yeah, no shit. <laughs> so <laughs> so here's, here's another good line though that I, I do like the 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 other roided up dude with the the temper. He just says the Meg. You know, Meg, you're a real peckerhead. 
Exactly. <laughs> the guy is screaming like motherfucker cocksucker about the chairs and he calls her a peckerhead. I think this guy's the only good one in the movie. He's pissed that these kids aren't putting their fucking toys away like they should be. God damn it. And then this girl's over there fucking like, you know, dumping serial killers into water. That's a good idea, by the way, because they tend to get back at you. And he calls her a peckerhead. I think that's a good, that's a good, some good advice. This guy's the only like, sane one in this movie. I'm sure y'all noticed how, how hefty of a fight Meg was putting up when she was getting thrown into the lake. She's going, oh, no, no. No, or Angela, sorry. Yeah. Angela, no, no, and like lightly pounding Meg's back. Just real method acting. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of this, though, is after she gets dunked in the water and comes out, all these little shithead kids are just throwing fucking sand at her when she's walking off. <laughs> <laughs> like every single kid sucks. Yeah, it's like everybody it was should die in this game. Yeah, I was about to say that did give me flashbacks from your wedding. <laughs> yeah right people no. are supposed to throw rice in the air and they're just firing speaking of it Max's wedding uh, one of our good buddies Tyler um, when, when you're customarily supposed to throw the rice he fired it into Max's ear yes yeah it, it like fired it, it into Max's I, ear yeah like I got like fucking whiplash from all the rice that was getting thrown in my head <laughs> Well, all the while, Tim and I were just trying to survive on stage. Tim, well, all three of us. Yeah, that were just trying it was to survive on stage. Sweaty, hot, holy shit! Yes, was. I was about to pass out. I was maybe thirty seconds away from passing. I lost twenty percent of my vision that day, just staring into the sun <laughs> for you, Max. <laughs> Tim also fell asleep, fully clothed in his tuxedo that night. Yes, he did. Uh, okay, all right, let's get this over with. So let's move on here. So. <laughs> Uh, then Meg has a night off, so she uh, asks old Dirty Mello for a date. Dude, Ew. This was the most Dude. disturbing. <laughs> this so, was the most disturbing part of this movie. All right. It was right, not so the. Why? Be, why? The, because she gave consent? That's what's disturbing? <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it, John. <laughs> no, so, so I did some research on this scene. So oh, just fuck. to put this in a frame of reference. The actor Mike Kellen, Max alluded to this earlier. Mm-hmm. He died at the age of 61 years old the year 61. this movie was released in 1983. Okay? Catherine Cammy, who played Meg, at that same time was 19 years old. Yeah. There is a 42 year age difference between these people. Yeah, in real life. And, and it's worse in the movie because that guy's yeah. probably like playing a 70 year old in the movie. And she is like 16 in the movie. Yep. Uh, oh, it's just horrible. My note for this is Meg's going to fuck Mel? Why? Dear God, why? Would she uh, uh, Your Honor, I, uh, I plead no contest. <laughs> you get all these like Greek gods with like their shredded six packs. And you're like, no, I want the old crusty guy. She's <laughs> excited about it. She's excited about it. Dude, yeah. I was half expecting her to leave and be like, I'm doing this for some ulterior motive. Like, he promised to pay for my college or, like, give me something. <laughs> but no, she just wants to fuck Mel. It's so gross. Dude, this guy's ball really sweat gross. probably tastes like fucking White Owl cigars. Like, it's just... <laughs> that guy probably has ball sweat from fucking Normandy on his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you like that grit? Yeah, that's fucking sand from Iwo Jima. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh, about that there. Yeah, all right, get it in there. It'll polish your teeth <laughs> real good. Oh. 
I grew oh, it out extra long for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, after this, you get the shower kill scene with uh, Meg, who stubs her toe to death while this killer, uh, while the, while the killer knives this poor bleeding wall to death. <laughs> dude, dude. Oh, like her face, her face. They were like, you know, emote dying in like extreme pain. Ah! And she emoted, she emoted yeah. explosive e. diarrhea. Her face was that of like an early morning that I have after heavy drinking. Like <laughs> that, that's the same face I made. Paco, that was the same face you made after you showed me your asshole about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I just feel bad for this poor wall. The wall didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's my line. We're in California here. Everything has feelings. Yeah. Hi, kids. I'm Mr. Shower Wall. I protect you from any exposed water pipes. And ah, ah, okay, God. Oh, my God. Wait, me. They took the asbestos out of me 20 years ago. All I ever wanted to do was keep water off the floor. It's like Tally. Uh, if I just get a little high. Well, after this, Paul apologizes get it <laughs> <To Angela. laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, Bill's missing that one punk cast and uh yeah she tells him to meet him at the waterfront after the social so then you cut to the little campers in the woods and uh you know, here's a good idea just don't have kids camp in the woods when you think there's a serial killer on the loose and also don't leave the Dude, kids unattended that. With when two kids say they're cold, because you know what's gonna happen? Those kids are gonna get fucking axed to death. Seriously. Yeah. Well, dude, not even that. Like, if you're gonna go camping with a bunch of like fucking five year old kids, get a fucking tent. Like, that's step one. Get a fucking tent. Don't make yeah. these kids sleep under the elements. And then when one like uh, everything about it, it like I, I know that I've also another movie I've suggested. Spoiler alert: a million times is Birdemic. No, and it's the same thing that I equate Birdemic to in like. When the bird dimmick happens in that movie, they spend the rest of the movie outdoors. Same thing in this fucking movie. Yes, yeah, so you call the cops and you bring all the kids home. This is what you would do in real life. Let's just put them right. into the woods just unattended. What's the worst that could happen? Not oh, Mel. shit. Not Mel. He's too busy, he's too busy beating his dick with a peacock feather to try and get it up. <laughs> dude, 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 I, Tim, I'm glad you... I'm glad you just tossed up that slow pitch softball for me because I was I was sitting here. My next note is, oh, shit. Mel has his green pussy hunting pants on. <laughs> <laughs> this should have been the kill where are. it wasn't the serial killer. Where it's, oh, I left three preteen boys in the deep woods in North Jersey and a black bear ate them all. <laughs> like that should have been yeah. it where it was like the one like, oops, sorry. The more you know. No, you know, it'd be really funny. You know, it'd be really funny is if like, the cops came in and figured it all out, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, all these other people were murdered? No, but those four kids, you just left them outside, and they got mauled by a bear. <laughs> it was it's just like, the conditions oh, no. of the weather. It was very cold. Yeah, it might, actually, it, it might actually be true, because if you think about, in this movie, all these people that die were people that did horrible things to the murderer. Mm-hmm. These kids did nothing to the murderer. They threw the yeah. sand at, at her. Those are the kids that threw the sand. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, that, so they threw sand at her, so they literally get axed to death. And it's not just like there's like, you know, a, a little bit of blood. No, like the, like there's like down feathers out of the, yeah, out of the, the sleeping bags. There are like hands. There's like hands laying there. It's <laughs> a very brutal scene. 
It is. But also during this time when he's in, the, like when they're in the woods, I don't know if you guys noticed that uh, the kids have their flashlights and it reflects off the camera and just went directly into the camp counselor's <laughs> face. <laughs> God, I love the 80s. That's what happens uh, when an entire society is just fucking overdosing on cocaine on a daily basis <laughs> like, and just chasing it with vodka because nobody drank whiskey back then. So, guy, what, what kind of movie should we make? I don't know. Friday the Thirteenth was pretty pretty good. How much money do you have in your pocket? Uh, I got three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Let's do it, dude. Literally, what I have here is that this movie, this movie is Friday the Thirteenth, Birdemic, and Heavyweights all rolled into one, all just like rolled up in a little 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 uh, little snack, yeah, snack wrap for somebody. I'd watch two out of those three. Um, all right, so back to the shower with Mel looking. Or, yeah, back to the shower with Mel looking around for Meg and this fucking scene. I mean, oh. I guess a dead Meg apparently was still standing upright against Mr. Wall, just grunts <laughs> just and stumbles. There. Dude, <laughs> oh, we're just gonna the, keep you up a little bit longer. The classic horror trope that makes no yeah. sense. Whereas, like, you know, someone walks in and it's like, all right, here's my corpse. Now it's time to fall. Right. Yeah. Not even that she grunts, she goes, ugh, and just falls over. Oh yeah. And, you know, and she she has the look, she has the look of a Dickerson Road methamphetamine laced dead body. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, Paco. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so it it wasn't the wall that was holding her up, it was the fucking shower curtain. So clearly the they made curtain. they made shower <laughs> right. curtains out of like straight right. PVC pipe in the 80s. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> like what the fuck? Dude, and, and you can even but 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 the funny thing is, is if you look closely at that scene, like you know, you can see where they're like panning across the shower curtain, and you can see where the director gives her the like the okay, go. Go. Because like yep. her 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 hands like tilt back and she throws <laughs> herself forward. And you can see it through the shower curtain. And it's it's hilarious. Well, that, it's so fucking And bad. you can see the cameraman fighting every instinct to not pan the camera a little bit lower when the body falls down. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's shaking a little bit. I mean, I need to get a look at this. Show me the goods. <laughs> Show me the goods. Tequila, my lady. Well, so Mel was the cameraman. <laughs> Mel was well, so, and, 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 well, so to go back to, to, go back to Mel... You know, you see her dead, but like the cameraman's looking at the dead body and then it cuts to Mel and then Mel goes into his whole, you know, supposedly oh internal monologue. Like, oh, I know who you are and I'm going to get you. I'm going to do it for you, Meg. I'm going to do it for you, Meg. And then he starts to walk off and then kind of looks back and I fully expected him to go down and just like go to fucking town on Meg's corpse <laughs> right then and there. No, he, he would have just licked her ear. <laughs> oh my God. Like, but he, he literally, he's like, he turns around on a mission to like, all right, I'm gonna go avenge your death, Meg. Yeah. After I, first, I'm gonna fuck after you. I avenge yeah, this. Like, <laughs> like, oh, Milton Barrow's really losing it here. <laughs> well, Derek, you also forgot to mention the fact that he's pinching his fingers together like he just tasted some really good Italian gravy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh, <laughs> go. Oh, oh my God! Things. You feel it? Uh, you feel it right in your uh, jimmies? It's uh, to fucking die for. So now it's time for Judy to die, speaking of. As an unknown kid oh punches God. her, smothers her face with a pillow, and then shoves her curling iron somewhere that makes Judy's fucking hands pop straight up in the air. My note is just, oh my God, where is that curling iron going? <laughs> yes. Did she just die from a pussy burn? 
So my, I, I think she did. My whole note on it was like, yeah, angry girl and curling iron. No comment. I wasn't even going to go into it. <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't want to think, I don't want to even prospect what the, where the fuck that went. Well, see, and, and, and it, breaking news. All you got to do this curling irons on. Cause when our murderer picks up the curling iron, there's like imprints on the little towel or whatever that's next to Judy. If you want to kill this bitch, just leave the curling iron there. It's going to start a fire. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, same. That was my assumption. Also, yeah, I'm like, oh, she's, she's just going to knock her out and light up, like, light up the whole thing. <laughs> nope. Guys, guys, oh, with no. this movie, expect the unexpected. So, continuity Right issue up the pussy. This, so Judy, <laughs> oh my God. Might taste good. So, so Judy has, does not have curly hair. In one scene. In this entire movie, why does she have a curling iron? Why? Uh, yeah, yeah, so, you got so no answer. Get shoved up her vagina. She needed an excuse. Uh, uh, oh, hold on, hold on, guys. She needed an excuse to bring a dildo to summer camp. She's like, you know what? I've hit that time. I love cock now. I'm gonna bring a curling iron and act like I'm gonna use it at camp. But I'm actually going to shove it up my pussy when it's not on. Oh, wait, it's inside <laughs> me and it's on. So I feel like that's kind of like a Russian roulette rush kind of a thing. Like if I I, I do it when it's plugged in, so I know it, it's dangerous. Mm. Yeah. Get it before it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> she's going She's going ahead and trying to like tan her insides for these 30-year-olds that are going to plow her all summer. Oh, yeah, because I like to feel tanned leather when I go in. <laughs> she's just prepping for Mel. Oh God. Oh God. You're next, sweetie. You know the way I like it. Burnt and fucking rubbery. Mel, Mel's, dick probably, Mel's dick probably feels like a cowboy boot that's left out in the sun for like. Days. <laughs> it's so pointy. It's the equivalent of like so. So it's the equivalent of a grape to a raisin type scenario. Oh God, a, a raisin feels supple in comparison to Mel's. Mo, uh, meanwhile, all the little campers in the woods get axed to death with an axe. With an axe! Metal meter! Well, metal meter, do you like to jack off at night metal over meter. the grainy video channel that you haven't paid for? Metal meter. Yeah, you just your old Metal meter. Nine, doesn't matter, you gotta fucking die. Metal meter. Metal meter, are you nine years old and you're running away from a pedophile cook? Metal meter. Yeah. No need to look up at the stars because the only thing you're going to be looking at is the fucking axe to the face. Oh, there's no stars anyway because it's overcast tonight. Oh, Metal 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 right. Who wants hey, a massage? Hey, I don't know what's happening. Hey, hey guys. Hey, guys. What, what's happening right now? I don't know. If you guys listen to the fucking episodes you're not on, you'd know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say this is, this is the, like, probably the least expected of all the murders. It's like, oh, well, this fucking dude just, like, walked off on all these, like, these 10, 5-year-old kids. Like, well, they're going to be dead when he gets back. Yeah. What do you think was going to happen? You dumb like, bitch. Like, 5-year-old kids, well, if you leave 5-year-old kids alone for, like, 30 minutes, they'll, like, walk into the fire or something. I mean, they're, they're going <laughs> to find a way to kill themselves somehow. <laughs> I don't get it. They're so- all asleep. How do they just all just spontaneously combust? <laughs> I mean, literally went to like, take a piss in the woods and I came back. They're all axed to death. Yeah. Uh, well, guess what? Breaking news. The fucking primary suspect. We're looking at him. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, no shit. 
All right, well, all this is happening. Mel catches Ricky and starts beating him like some sort of frustrated caveman. Dude. Dude, it just monkey punches this kid. Dude, that that <laughs> like, kid oh my can take a fucking punch. Like, spoilers <laughs> and all that shit. Like, he, he doesn't die. Like, uh, he can take a fucking punch. This is the most hardcore Dude. kid in the entire fucking camp. He picks fights <laughs> with kids who are like six years older than he is. Like, he can swear better than I yep. can, for fuck's sake. I don't know how well Mel can punch, like, judging by the fact that he's probably has, like, osteoporosis in 99% of his body. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love the fact, like, the, uh, not to smack, I'm sure you're going to hate me for skipping ahead a little bit here, but, uh, but like, will. after Mel after Mel just, like, <laughs> pummels, pummels this child into submission, like, he's walking around trying to find whatever the fuck he's trying to find, and... I, and this is the point where I realized every single death in this movie, they look like, oh, no, not you. It's you. How can it be it, you? Oh, God, it's you. Oh, Everyone like, was looking for you. Why you? Like, this like, is something straight out of Scooby-Doo. It's a Scooby-Doo villain thing. Oh, happens. dude. It's, yeah. Well, it, it very much is. I mean, this, this whole movie could be easily portrayed as a cartoon. Well, also... Easily. So we'll find out who the killer is shortly, but the hands are different in almost every scene where someone's about to die and you see the hands. Yeah. Especially the shower scene. The shower scene, that was an old man's tanned ass hands. Well, Mel had to get in on the action somehow. He wanted to watch Meg shower. He was was on his way out anyways, as we know. He died like probably six months later. So, I mean, he was like, just give me this. Just give me this. Just Let me one. watch her shower. <laughs> With a knife in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was a young man when Psycho oh. came out. I was 50. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, uh, Melvin gets speared in the throat by a bow and arrow. That was the worst smooth practical effects. Yeah, exactly. It it's was like you. How could it be you? Oh, God, <laughs> it's you. Whap. And then all of a sudden, an arrow is just a, like, <laughs> like Elmer's Elmer glued to his neck. Yeah, no Dude. blood, no blood. It's so bad. It didn't just it's like go one of those like bent arrows that goes wraps around his neck, and you just like <laughs> right. you just like you just like cut the shot from a different angle to make it look like it went through. I just expected like that's all, folks. To start playing. <laughs> As Mel just starts, yeah, Mel just starts doing the fucking jitter bug, just right. skips off stage. <laughs> So that actually got a 3.2 on the metal meter, the arrow. <laughs> metal meter! <laughs> metal meter! Well, Tim... You think an ass is metal? How about getting an arrow straight through the neck without using a bow? Oh, how about a kill with yeah. no blood? Metal meter. Metal meter. metal meter. Dude, yes. Yes, there was no... And so, Tim, that's what I was going to ask you is, an arrow through the throat with no blood, where does that rank on your, like, uh, kill probability? <laughs> on I your mean, Excel sheet. <laughs> The no blood parts, a little disturbing. I don't think that's probably reality. An arrow through the neck. I mean, that's a high. That's a high kill probability. Okay, high percentage kill. That's a. There's a lot of efficacy to that. That's like a nine out of ten. We, we haven't. We haven't. We haven't really dove into a lot of this. I mean, I would like to examine one other. A, a beehive to the face. What is your? What is your? What what percentage kill are we looking at there? It's all dependent on whether or not you're allergic to bees. Yeah, and I mean, if they got him really bad on the neck, and then his his esophagus swelled up, then maybe. But just because of swelling, even without, 
but I, that was they weren't even on the neck. They were on the face. I think it's kind of stupid. He could have gotten away from the bees. Everybody gets away from bees. We'd all be dead if we couldn't get away. Don't tell Bacola Cokin that. What happened to him? I don't, I don't my girl? Means. My girl? He dies in my girl by bees? Oh, I didn't yeah, see yeah. that one. But who really, who really recognizes Macaulay Culkin for My Girl? I didn't see. I mean, girl. I do when he gets killed Jackson. by bees. I do want to rewatch. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, uh, Party Monster, where he gets murdered. Mm. Yeah. All right. So Angela and her creepy Ted Bundy stare uh, meets up with Paul and tells him that they're gonna go skinny dipping. <laughs> hmm. Uh. Meanwhile, at the same time, the call from earlier. Uh, using his great detective skills, finds a clue in a candy bar wrapper, which is directly in front of a knocked out Ricky. Mm. I like though with Angela. I, but now, uh, Max, we did we did we did paper over something here, oh, and it was when they were when they discovered Meg's body, and all I could think about was like they they literally the line is, "It's Meg, it's horrible," and then I just <laughs> wanted to add dot dot dot. She's glued to the ceiling, like <laughs> from Mel. Yeah. Uh, Woo. Okay. This is just about the time that I realized I'm like, oh, wait, that cop has a horrifically bad fake mustache. It's a different <laughs> color from his it's hair. Really bad. It's not good. <laughs> it is a Halloween store $1 mustache. They put it on there with colored marshmallow, basically. <laughs> so fucking bad. They have a lot of balls. God do damn close-ups it. With that mustache. <laughs> they stay on it for way too long. I know. Like every other scene in this movie. <laughs> Okay, so now we're getting to the grand finale here. So the fireworks are starting to go off. All right. Um, so just strap in here, Derek. Don't interrupt until I'm done, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm going to take the silence as a yes. So, Ronnie. And okay. <laughs> Literally interrupts before I can even finish Ronnie. <laughs> interrupt. Interrupted what? All right, so Ronnie and the friendly camp counselor see a naked Angela stroking Paul's head as he cut to a flashback of the Looney Tune aunt telling Angela that she always wanted a girl. But wait for it. Angela's really Peter and is a boy. Oh, my God. And a snake. Oh, <laughs> a snake. So, Angela. Angela then drops Paul's decapitated head and starts silently screaming while making some Derek pizza-eating sounds as Ronnie, being the smart guy, looks over and sees Angela's penis and says, oh my God, she's a boy. Ah, then, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> then you expect some resolution to the movie and there is none. It just ends. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm they just get freeze right frame of Angela's screaming face as the uh, the frame then changes yep. to green to and green. the movie just ends. To green. Dude, well, and by the way, like, not, to, done. To, to conclude the movie, I don't know if you guys, so like, for whatever reason, I let the movie continue to play. The song that comes on at the end of the movie, like in the, while the credits are rolling, has nothing to fucking do with the movie. It is a love song between a man and a woman, and it has <laughs> nothing to fucking do with the movie. It's crazy. Like, everything about it is crazy. But by the way, like, my last note is, because, I mean, you know, I, I grew up in the church, and so it was just Paul... <laughs> Just duped by a Peter, <laughs> which I feel like has <laughs> multiple meanings there. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys. I have no idea what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about, Paco. <laughs> Puns. I did a lot of unnecessary research into this movie because I'm like, why the fuck is she making those weird noises and is not moving her face whatsoever? And it's because... Oh, it's a mannequin. It's a mannequin. 
No, it's a mask. So what they actually did is they, and I, I, I'll put it on Facebook and our Twitter and all that shit too. The pictures of it. Cause they actually have like frame by frame pictures of her, like getting the face, like, you know, molded on or whatever. But what they actually did was they hired a local college kid as the body double and they put the mask over his head and he had to get shit faced before they could actually shoot the scene. <laughs> Why did he have to get shit faced? Because he's just whipping out his little small baby dick. Oh, so he like didn't want to do it. So they just got him shit faced. <laughs> so he's got shit. He's, he got nervous and they're like, just keep on drinking. And then he's just like, all right. And then he took his fucking pants off. Did he make the noise too? I don't understand. I looked everywhere for that. I do not understand where the noise came How from. That was Mel climaxing. College and be like, who has the smallest dick on campus? And all the girls were like, oh, Tony. Wanted. Small dicks. The one kid yeah. who didn't dream it up and realize oh, that it gives it a couple extra inches. And an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God. All right, I'm done. Hell of a twist, though, for an ending. Yeah, no, that was pretty good. I have to say it was a little bit disturbing because I like looked up to the the, the whole it's like mouth wide open. Ah! I was like, oh, yeah. oh shit. And then I realized how absurd it was. And then I saw the cack. To be honest, <laughs> um, the moment that Judy started talking about how uh, Angela was taking showers with him, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. she's the she's the boy from the lake. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. I know um, the end of the movie. And then I didn't know there was going to be a tiny little schmeckle to greet me at the end of the movie. But, that you know, that's a good surprise. <laughs> what a greeting. What a greeting. Hell of a greeting. Jesus Christ. All right. You guys ready for some trivia? Yep. Yes. Let's go. Good. Because we're two hours into recording. Fuck. <laughs> this is what happens when Derek comes on. All right. So the movie cost. Well, in the fairness, three- I did waste half an hour. Granted, that is true. All right. Um, so the movie cost three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it made eleven million. Wow! It made eleven. Million. Who it went to see this? Do yeah, like so million dollars. I, I I looked into it a little bit, but like because I thought again that this looked like a, like a film class movie, but yep. this was a real fucking movie put on by a real production studio that yes. made real fucking money. I mean, I mean, I would the, love to know inflation, like. I'm going to look it up. What inflation from uh, 1982? 1983. It's probably a million. And it would be like 44 million or some shit. That, that'd be my guess. But, um, I mean, like the actual effects aren't that bad as far as like the deaths. Granted, they don't show any of the deaths in the movie because it's super cheap. But like once you actually see the dead bodies, they actually look pretty good for the most part. Yeah, the only one that was really bad. Well, there are two that were bad. It was getting hit by a boat and being having not a scratch yeah. on you you're just dead okay fine nope. that was whatever i don't care but the arrow yeah the arrow was terrible 11 11 million in 1983 to today would be 28.3 million dollars that was off a couple of million did pretty well mm. what about 350 350 what? 350,000. Yeah, just give me about 350,000. Would be uh, about 350,000. No, 350,000 350, would be still less than a million. 900,000. Yeah, still. So 900,000 to make 28 million. This well movie done. made that much profit? Jesus Christ. Um, all right, some more trivia, though. Jane Krakowski was originally cast to play Judy. Um, if you guys don't know her, she was the dumb lead blonde in 30 Rock. Oh. Really? Yep. Hilarious. Yeah. She's actually pretty pretty talented, pretty funny, good good singer. Um she turned it down because I guess uh she then like read the script and like she you know, she dies by uh via you know 
hair curler to the pussy, so she 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 declined it. Um, <laughs> while <laughs> poor decision on her part. <laughs> yeah, it was her career just never took off. Allie McBeal, Thirty Rock. Um, so while filming the scene in which the canoe flips over, the actor playing Kenny cut his hand like completely open off a sharp uh, off of a sharp rock at the bottom of the lake and had to get rushed to the hospital. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Um, the actors who played Angela and Ricky developed a romance during filming, but broke up soon after. Oh. And the kid who played Ricky was 17 and the girl who played Angela was 13. Ooh, that's gross. Yeah. That is a senior in high school with an eighth grader. Very nice. Uh, Mississippi love. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Um, so they used this. Also, the guy who played Ricky, they used him as a stand in. Uh, as like the hand double so john like what you're saying as far as like the hands looking different yeah that's what i thought i thought it was ricky's hands they used his hands and they also uh ricky just put on a wig for the scene when judy sees him in the hallway or in the in the the doorway in the door Uh, yeah yeah, yeah, clearly wasn't her yeah um also the judy death was edited by the mpaa for being too graphic so i guess they showed more originally and uh lastly the kid who played the nerd was bullied on set, and Ronnie, the actor, had to step in several times to defend the kid. He <laughs> <laughs> was the camp counselor. Hilarious. Yes. <laughs> well, the only Amazing. method actor there. <laughs> hey, you guys, be nice. Time for questions. Who's your favorite and least favorite in this? Tough choices. Jesus. My, f- well, my, 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 favorite, my favorite was the lifeguard. Cause oh, I like it. The fuck! Every every fucking scene he's in, he steals. He steals it. Like he's the only person in this in this film with natural human reaction. Short of maybe Ricky, maybe Ricky. What's your least favorite? Good luck. Oh, uh, my, my, I, I'm sorry. It's been so long. I thought we were at round <laughs> robin. Least favorite. My least favorite was uh, Angela's Bush. <laughs> oh, God. So my favorite was Angela's cock. Um, <laughs> Boy, we have quite a tandem there. And wow. Yeah. It's like a one-two punch. Yeah. Whoa, bam, pop it out. And my, my least favorite was uh, was Mel. I, I just couldn't get behind it. He wasn't even convincing. Like, at least Ricky was convincing. I was like, all right, this guy truly is just from North fucking Jersey. <laughs> like, that's all I have to say about it. I'm so tired. I want to die. <laughs> I want to go home. I don't want to watch uh, this movie again. Oh boy, I'm watching it right after we get over with this. <laughs> I'm already watching yep, it. You're welcome, Tim. My, uh, I feel like I feel like this is the equivalent for me. Tim Tim's best thing he's ever done for me was Under Siege, and I feel like this is my <laughs> contribution back. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Like Under Siege, that's a special. That's a special movie. This is fantastic, but you know. It's Cross-dressing like, in both movies. There is. <laughs> Anyways, now that I've just crushed Paco's dreams, um, <laughs> he has a dream crusher. Dream crusher. He hasn't been this Maybe. quiet like the entire podcast. I'm hearing crickets out here. <laughs> We've just been interrupting each other constantly because of the fucking feedback. <laughs> Uh, my favorite uh, in the movie is um, Ronnie. 
like he's the only endearing character in this entire movie. And my least favorite uh, character in this movie is Meg. She definitely got what she deserved. <laughs> I'm going to go least first. So my least favorite is James Earl Jones's dad in this, just because I guess he had won <laughs> multiple honors as a stage actor and he was fucking dog shit in this movie. Um, and my favorite is Meg. Just for having the most inappropriate meltdown while she just starts shaking a traumatized trans girl for having PTSD from watching her fucking family die in the water. That was extreme. Good job, Meg. Woo! Yeah, that was extreme. Yeah. All right. Extreme. Extreme. Just how IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes have their own rating system, we decided to make our own. So, guys, what would your rating be for this one? I'd give it uh, five of Angela's bush hairs uh, sprinkled over the top of her cack. <laughs> well, I've got, I'm not that far off, and I feel like all of these are going to be pretty similar. Mine is uh, one little lima bean lost in a wilderness of thick brush. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That could be a children's book. <laughs> God damn, that, that's the most probable thing Derek's ever said on this fucking show. Uh, my rating, uh, is 13 baldies, uh, <laughs> over, <laughs> over, uh, just a sea of not, not well-veiled racism. Um, I am going to give this two weeks in the barrel Ooh. for the molester cook out of hundreds of future Me Too campers who left this camp both physically and emotionally assaulted. That's a dark rating. Very dark. All right. So, but true. Very true as well. Uh, so before we get out of here, do you guys have any TV recommendations? Uh, Peaky Blinders. New new season is out. Peaky. And they are, it's one of the best series on television anywhere. It's absolutely amazing. I'm not going to go into detail, but uh, look it up. Love it. Hot new show out there, folks. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you're going to love it. Law and Order. SVU, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, <laughs> Mariska Hargitay, hot new actress on the scene. She's great in it. You guys are going to love it. Law and Order SVU. Check it out. Tell them Tim's <laughs> Man, that's spicy. That's that's cold. So you tell me this Looney Tune aunt made this PTS boy dress up like a girl and then she killed 14 people? That's that's cold. Man. That's ice cold. Respect must be paid. <laughs> well, my suggestion is uh, get on a live stream of this podcast so you can see the inside of my butthole. <laughs> yeah, this is a live feed that of is, Derek's asshole. That is very intriguing yep, programming. That happened. I'm, I'm sure many a doctor would have interested in, interested in too. I, saw, I think I saw some... Uh, some gross in their pocket. That you might want to get it's, out. I mean, let's be honest. It's not all that dissimilar to Law and Order SVU. It's really not. No, yeah, no, yeah. There should have been a dunk on <laughs> after like multiple occasions in this podcast where I'm being forced to look down the barrel. Of your shit I did feel like a doctor when they look in your ears when you're a kid. You know, they're like, "Oh, there's all this broccoli and carrots in there. You got to clean your ears." Like that's what your asshole needs is cleaning, my man. Except. Bro- Except the bro- carrots, those those did not come out of pocket. <laughs> yeah, so that's the re- that's the recommendation for Derek is you need more broccoli and carrots. <laughs> I've seen your asshole. You need more. Um, uh, my TV recommendation is going to be American Horror Story in 1984. Oh. I think it actually actually 
it ties into this. Um, it's been a lot of fun watching it. It's great slasher cheese. Um, it's like an extended eighties movie. I mean, it's, it's pretty solid. I, I check it out. Um, also, I didn't know that FX uh, could say fuck. They they drop like twenty f bombs per episode. Really? I wonder if it's really? after hours. Yeah. If now you got me. Now you got me huh. intrigued. Yeah. It's it's good though. It's been pretty fun to watch so far. You guys will enjoy it. Anything else you guys want to cover before we head out? Negative. I want to cover your face in my semen. Oh, okay, so that's been Sleepaway Camp, guys, from 1983. <laughs> <laughs> and we're again. Cut the Get music. in the barrel. Get, Get in the, the fucking barrel to get in the barrel. It's the barrel, Paco. Right. I got I to say something to the listeners. It was great talking to you guys. I'll see you in three more months. <laughs> Derek comes on once get per back. quarter. Goodbye. Yeah, follow the show. Rate us on iTunes. Goodbye. Bye, fuckers. Bye. I can blur my background. That would have made for a really great ass shot. Oh, my God. Let me try it again. No. No. Guess what I got to see. (laughs) What the fuck? Paco's asshole. How's it look, boys? We had a technical glitch, so it's just, it's devolved. His ass is on camera right now. You want to see it? No. Okay. Yeah, John's wife is uh, in the room. There, Derek. <laughs> I was like, hey, guess what I just saw? I was like, Paco's asshole. She just, are you talking to me? Oh, so, no. Yeah. I was like, his ass is on camera. What if you I get see it? it? She's, what, if, what, if I get, what if I give her a couple of grapes to go with that fruit salad back there? All right, get off the fucking camera. <laughs> <laughs>